Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. You know, out of the hundreds and millions of, of podcasts out there, well, you decided to listen to our little show here, and, you know, I really appreciate it. That's pretty, pretty awesome, I think. But it makes it easy when we have a fantastic guest, and today is no exception. We, um, you know, this this was a crazy we, – we were supposed to do this show the other day, and I'm an idiot. I read the email wrong. I got the whole curvature of the earth screwed me up. I thought it was 5 p.m. Eastern. No, it was supposed to be 5 p.m. Pacific. So we had to reschedule, and here we are. Um, but our guest was cool as, you know, turned up to 10. She's like the best, and uh, not a problem, and, and here we are. She has a brand new movie that just dropped a couple days ago, and um, she is a fantastic filmmaker. I, uh, you know, she uh, she wrote this, she directed it, and probably wore a whole bunch of other hats to make it happen. Um, it was a fantastic film. I really enjoyed it. The film's called The Curse of Willow Song, and the writer, director, and filmmaker behind it is Miss. It could be Mrs. I don't know. Uh, Karen Lamb. Karen, Hello. how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. Hello. Hey, you're making movies. Hey. How cool is that? You've got the best job ever. <laughs> uh, don't, don't ask me that when it's like 3 a.m. and I'm standing in the rain outside and, uh, you know, trying to, uh, yeah, just, just wondering and, and questioning all my life choices. But, yes, when it's done, I'm, I'm, I'm always thrilled. <laughs> well, it's amazing. It's amazing. I really, um, I did not... Re- I didn't really know what to um, expect going into this film. I, I kind of wanted, as they say, as all these, uh, you know, what are they? I, I, I hate the terminology that people come up with these days. Um, as the kids are saying, uh, I went into it blind, see, but um, I didn't know anything about it. And, um, you know, so sometimes that's cool when, when that happens. You know, you, you're, you have no expectations or whatnot. You're just totally surprised. Um, it started out, I, the first splash uh, page I saw was a black and white uncorked um, entertainment uh, logo, you know, with the red wine, but it was gray. And I was like, oh, <laughs> man, I'm in for a treat. I'm in for a treat. If they did that detail... Here we go. Baby. I, I love the fact that they uh, went, um, basically both my distributors, uh, Uncorked and, and Redwater, who normally have colored logos, went, they went black and white with me. So I'm really, uh, yeah, it, it was, I, I, I laughed the first time I saw the, the logos. Cause I was like, oh, I thought that was normally in color. And I was like, oh, dummy, it's because your film's in black and white. <laughs> yeah, but it was fantastic. I, I wasn't expecting it, you know. Treadwater. I yeah. also, I, I shouldn't have left them off. I, um, oh, we will be changing that too, uh, or adding them as well. I didn't know. I didn't know if that was your production company, K 
Karen or what was going on there, I, um, you know, now I know. Now I know. Yeah, no, it's those are my distributors. Things. My company is Opiate Picks, well, Opiate Pictures, which is the Little Gears. So that's the no. – and I did not name it after, uh, like, any sort of drug addiction. I named it after Karl Marx's Opiate of the Masses. So it <laughs> just, well, just in case people are obviously. like – Yeah, just like, oh, what is that woman on? So <laughs> – Oh, oh, she's an art, she's artsy, folks. Now, Karen, just to start, I am not in the movie business. I've never made a movie. I've watched a bunch of them. I am definitely a cinephile. I'm, I'm that annoying friend that you have that has the backyard movie theater, you know, and and and, and you know make make you watch black and white movies with subtitles. You know, I mean, I'm I'm into that. You know, this was released in 1932, and it's fantastic. You know, and all my friends are like, no, please. You just want to watch a rom-com. What's wrong with him? Be quiet. Tuck in your cheeks and enjoy it. Um, eat the weird food. It's um, No, but I'm one of those guys. And so I love this. You know, I'm, I'm a painter by trade. I take pictures of people for a living. been doing that for decades upon decades. And so when I come across something that is, you know, when, when, when it comes my way, comes across my desk, if you will, it's a little artsy, I get excited. Because <laughs> it doesn't happen every day, you know? This was no. cool. No, I this think, was... yeah, well, you know, I think unfortunately in our, um, I, I, I know when I was starting this that I think it was a little ahead of its time because when I said that I wanted to do it in black and white, a lot of people who were kind of, you know, potential investors, et cetera, basically said, you mm. mean be saturated, right? Like you don't, you don't actually want to go black and white. Like just, it's muted, right? I was like, no, actually black and white. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, um, but again, it's a, it's an homage to a lot of films that I loved from, from the, and my inspirations that were basically the, the reason for the way it looks, which is a lot of, uh, Japanese, um, horror from the 1960s is, is the inspiration for this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I got to tell you a couple things. I don't want to give anything away. I want everybody to watch this film. I understand it drops in the 26th. It's out everywhere. So everybody can watch it. There's no excuse. It's out, folks. Um, And of course, we were going to be talking about it on that day, and I screwed that up. I apologize again. No, no, no. It's uh, the the earth is a weird place. We're not all in the same, you know, like I I understand that. I, I don't even know what time is anymore. So it's cool. It's crazy, you know. I actually, a couple of years ago, I had a, speaking of the weird earth, I had, um, you know, I'm, I'm a weird son-in-law. Uh, my wife, her family is very great, but they're very, they're, they're kind of normal people, you know. They're civilians. Um, but, you know, they're sports fans and stuff. And so when the holidays come, I always, and, but, and they're well-to-do. So anything they want, they can just go out and get and usually do. So gift giving is very difficult, and I have to rack my brain to buy them a gift. And my father-in-law, he's really into hockey. And so I hired a poet to write a sonnet about his favorite hockey team. And I had it all calligraphy done and framed and gave him a poem for Christmas. You know, I thought that was pretty good. That's pretty beautiful. Cool. What? And it wasn't cheap. You know, it wasn't like I, I just, you know, picked some guy up at the bus station and said, hey, do me a haiku here. Um, no hand cat clapping was involved. But anyway, uh, and I thought that was just pretty cool, and I was feeling very good about myself, you know, and, and very postmodern and, and just, you know, just thought I was really cool. Um, and, and so did he. 
everybody was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but okay, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> the guy who wrote it, the poet was an old man. He was elder. Uh, and I, I'm not being disrespectful on that. Where it gets, where I get disrespectful is it turns out he sent me this, all these emails about the flat earth. He was one of, you know those YouTube videos that when there's people and you're like, oh, these people can't possibly really exist. You know, I mean, that's just yeah. this is just people trying to get views, um, monetize the YouTube station or something. No, they really do. And this guy was one of them. I had to, like, kind of block <laughs> his emails and stuff. It was very – and here I am a couple years later getting turned around with times. I can't believe it. You know, I, I just couldn't believe I'm it. I'm just picturing just, us as a uh, giant Frisbee disc sort of floating in space. Yeah. And I always want to know where our edges are because I'd love to go and dangle my legs off that edge. Exactly. Or, or why shadows work. You know, I mean, there's a whole... <laughs> anyhow. Anyhow. Um, so many I'm glad questions. You were cool. So many questions. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad you had some free time today because this was a fantastic film. I have never been... This was shot in Vancouver, Yes, this is where I am, Vancouver on the West Coast. Yes, of, uh, and it's nice. Vancouver, British Columbia, not Vancouver, Washington. No, no, no. That's the uh, that's where all the people get cheaper rent than in Portland, as I understand it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, no it's, shade it's, it's just funny because uh, Washington. No, it's just so confusing for people. It's like, because, you, you know, do we need that many Vancouver's on the same coast within the same like driving distance? Not really. No, so. No. No, but but I have been to Seattle, and um, Seattle is a weird town. I remember the first time I went there, I'm like, I'm always walking uphill. Doesn't this hill have another side to it? How come nothing's ever down the hill? I'm always going up. <laughs> the weirdest thing, and and big hills like long. It was almost like San Francisco. Anyway, doesn't matter. But now the downtown of Seattle was kind of rough. I, I got to admit, I grew yep. up in Detroit, so that's that's my basis of comparison to everything. I did not see any burning cars in downtown Seattle, uh, like I had back <laughs> home. But I was talking to people that don't send me emails. People, I under, I get it. I hear every time I say anything about growing up in Detroit and mention burning cars, they're like, Jamie, it's, that's not the way it is anymore. <laughs> that's great. It was when I lived there. It was a rough town, man. You had Beirut, Detroit, and I can't, I don't know what the next one was. Um, Kowloon Bay, maybe? Who knows? Now anyway, I'm thinking to myself, um, like, are, was, 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 was the team you wrote to the Red Wings? Because that's my, like, that's my favorite team. So I just wanted no, to, like, no, don't, he's, don't. He's no. He's Florida, so okay. it was the Panthers. I can't even believe we have a <laughs> hockey team here. But they almost won last year. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I was talking to some people when I was in Seattle, and I'm like, man, Seattle's kind of rough downtown. And they're like, yeah, but it ain't Vancouver. And they all kind of like looked over in the direction of Vancouver, you know, like <laughs> kind of warily. I'm like, oh man, how, I got to get over there. How? And I, I say that jokingly. And then I watched your film. Mm-hmm. One of the things with you, and I'm a big cyberpunk fan. I like gritty, grimy, dystopian. I thought I did. I was watching your film, and I'm like. This is grimy as hell, man. I don't know. I mean, it's just overcast when it isn't dark. You know, um, it was fantastic. Thank 
to. Uh, I, I don't think Vancouver's going to hire me to do tourism ads, but yes, uh, it it has that element. It also has some beautiful elements, but the way that um, the way we shot it was basically I, I, I leaned into obviously our rougher neighborhoods and uh, basically the more or less the what I would call the underbelly of our of our city. Like uh, you know the tourists come and they see the beautiful mountains and they see the you know all the water and the you know Stanley right. Park. We have beautiful things, but this is the this is the flip side. This is the other side of the coin. I gotta say I didn't see a totem pole, not one totem pole in your whole movie. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, there it were is, yeah. There's a and now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s hey rockers this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series i have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians artists authors filmmakers and music historians in season one i interview phil susan from ozzy osbourne's band Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com. To view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books, uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course, the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. 
there, there were uh, some shots through chain link fence, which I loved. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's doing the chain. Is there, there can't be, I can't ask for a, a shot of razor wire. And then boom, there it is, the razor. I'm like, ah, I love it. I love it. No, I'm joking. But the reality, the reality is, is your film really illustrated, I think, no, I don't know personally, but from what I understand, just the quicksand of homelessness and being poor and, and you know, people get out of, they, something happens, they, they might do a little time or go through a rehab or something to get out, and the deck is totally stacked against them, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the main character, uh, Willow, um, you know, bless her heart, she's trying, man. She's trying to do it. And... Yeah. Everybody's just like, ah, oh, well, here's some shit. Let's throw it on you. You know, don't have enough. Yep. Boom. Here you go. Here's some more. And even our friends. You know, it's just terrible. How did you come up with this whole idea? Were you like just sitting around looking out the window one day and said, I, I got to film something here. This is. I mean, I hope you've never been through any of this trials and tribulations that mm-hmm. she was experiencing. No, but you know, funny that you would, we would mention Portland. But I was actually, um, I actually was filming a uh, a documentary sizzle reel, and it took us two years to get it set up. But we were actually um, interviewing and in the forest with uh, female fire, uh, basically inmate firefighters who were learning forest fi- fighting. Uh, forest, sorry, I'm so muddled on that. <laughs> Firefighting in the forests in uh, Portland, Oregon. So that's fall that uh 2017 when i was down there the the character of willow is based on some of the interviews that i had with these women and uh that was the sense that i had altogether which was that it's a fine line between us and them and i remember the um there's a moment in between the interviews when i was just uh standing and their corporal was you know just making sure that everything was all right and uh we we started chatting and he asked me what's the difference between these women and us and i didn't know the answer and he Mm. said they got caught that was his answer. They got caught. Three cheers to that. Three cheers to that. I don't, I don't want to get into details, folks. Suffice to say, a million years ago when I was young, I'm an old man now, um, you know, lived in, uh, did some knuckleheaded stuff. Wound up spending two weeks in the county lockup one time. And um, got to say, had my eyes open pretty wide. Um, and one of the things I noticed myself from my own personal experience in, in, in this particular situation was that the deputies socioeconomically really weren't that much different than a lot of the inmates in there. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it, very yeah, true. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was very eye-opening. Um, we actually, so some of the footage that's actually in the film is from actually some of the footage that we took while we were at Coffee Creek, which is the the Portland Penitentiary, where the federal penitentiary. And um, I remember walking in there, and uh, we had assigned waiver forms. And first and foremost, um, for females, uh, no jeans and, and uh, tank tops. And I realized it's because that's what the inmates wear. So they wanted to make sure that mm. we were dressed differently. Uh, no underwire bras, um, metal detectors, and there's also a waiver that says if you get taken hostage, they will ne- not negotiate your release. So I was like, okay, oh. now I know what I'm walking into. <laughs> and I remember oh, thinking, this is not orange is the new black. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> the first thought in my head this I was like, oh, this is all. not it. Yeah. I have no uh, no 
comprehension of what it would be like to uh, be a female going into a, a, a jail situation. I tell you, where my mind would go, and this is just me, uh, maybe says a lot about me, um, you know, you don't want to be Jodie Foster when she's going in to uh, see Hannibal. Oh, my. Yeah. Or when she was leaving. Oh, you really don't want to be Jodie Foster. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, it was really in- interesting. Just the again, the, the few days that I was able to spend with the um, with the inmates, they had all um, you know had come from different levels. So some of them were had started in maximum and for good behavior had like so now at this point they were all considered minimum. But even still, I remember um, lunch. So one of the things like we you know the, my crew and I basically had you know snacks and that sort of thing. We'd gone to Whole Foods like Whole I think it was uh, Trader Joe's just to get like snacks. And uh, one of the things that we were told is that we're going we, to jail. Exactly. You're like, okay, we've got our snacks, right? And we were like, well, are we allowed to share? And they said, absolutely not. So we could not even give snacks to the, the women who were, like, in this, like, plus 40, like, I'm sorry, I don't know the Fahrenheit, but in, in Canadian terms, it's Celsius. So mm. it, was like, it was very, very hot. Um, the little scale mm. that said, like, where we were in temperature was in the extreme red. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, we're so hot, and we have water, and we have snacks, but we weren't allowed to give anything to them. And I noticed that the the female inmates were basically high-fiving a lot, and they were, like, basically, like, and what they told me was that when they're inside, they're not allowed to touch each other. And so, because, you know, they, they want to make sure that um, no, I, I guess, you know, intimidation happens, and so no bullying. And right. No, like, so even if, so, for example, if I was getting um, ice for myself, I couldn't give you ice, even if you're my cellmate, because that would be I, that would be construed as you might I might owe you something or you might owe me something. Right. So everyone's sort of like th- these little niceties that we do for each other, literally stripped and dehumanized in this process. And I remember just seeing all these rules, and you know, for them, the high five or like they aren't allowed to touch each other in. You know, and some of them have been incarcerated for years. The idea of not having human mm. contact for, like, warm human contact for so long was just, it was, um, it was a life-changing experience, actually, just spending those, that time with these women. And uh, that's actually what inspired the, the character of Willow and her, basically, um, her whole life, like, just on the, on the edges of, uh, you know, the margins of our, of our society, because I saw it in all these women and uh, hearing their stories. Amazing, amazing. And for our, you know, our, our American listeners who uh, didn't understand the Celsius reference, all I can say is, crack a book, you uh, Philistines. You know, um, <laughs> two countries on the planet that don't get Celsius. Okay, here I'll break it down <laughs> for you. Body temperature is ninety-eight point six Fahrenheit. It's thirty-seven degrees Celsius. So, if you're bitching that it's ninety-eight degrees, it's hot, very hot. 40 degrees Celsius is very hot. She's absolutely right. Yes. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. I just have to Oh, no, that's good. The audience just, I, I needed oh, a translator God. there for it because, again, Canadians are odd in that we, we go metric and imperial and we flip back and forth, and I have no idea why. I, some things are in inches and some things are in centimeters. I am, it's permanently screwed up. We won't even get into health care. Um, you guys rock on so many <laughs> levels. Please help us. Show us the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, no, you know, you were back to the movie and, and poor Willow. You know, she she has her humanity stripped. You're watching it piece by piece at the beginning, what, first 20 minutes of the movie. You're like, oh, my gosh, this poor girl. And, of course, 
you know, when you're in these situations, and I'll, I'll tell you, folks, you know, we, you start hanging out with people that ain't that cool. And I got to say, I can't remember her fleece. You know, I, mm-hmm. I saw her character, and I'm like, eh, she's going to be trouble. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. Uh, yeah, you know, and that's another thing, too, that I really wanted to draw was the fact that there's a fine line between Willow and Flea. You know, I feel like these are two choices that you can make at any given time, and who knows what side you're going to end up on because survival um, at this level, you know, again, sometimes you can break out of it and sometimes you just really can't. And uh, I, my heart wow. goes out to Flea. She really is one of my, you know, favorite characters, as uh, challenging as she is to like. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And i got to say, you captured – now, you have to understand, Karen – I'm coming from the art world. This is what what I do for a living. This is the pond I swim in. Willow's boss, I can't, was her name Karen? I can't remember her name. Um, the uh, the sculptress, um, yes. the flighty, yes. flaky sculptress, you captured her yes. perfectly. You obviously know some artsy-fartsy people. Um, I do. I, I might like, have actually taken that dialogue from somebody. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going uh, <laughs> to out her. But I'm telling you. Oh, oh, man, all she was missing was the darling. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> That's the part of my world that I dislike the most. Uh, can't stand it. Can't yeah. stand it. Have to do it. My wife's good at that. We will – it's so true. She can – she'll schmooze a room. She can put up with – I mean, she kind of grew up that way. Me, I, I can't handle I'm usually outside having a vape, and, uh, you know, she, she handles <laughs> that stuff. But um, – comes out and fetches me when I need to talk to somebody. Uh, Okay, talk to this person. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, this was just great. So many aspects of this. And you had some long shots that you took. I mean, just lots of really – let me ask you, Karen, before we get get into – I don't want to nitpick the film apart or anything because I just loved it. But I have to wonder about your background. Like, were you a a Mm -hmm. little girl and you said – yeah, filmmaking. That's for me. That's what I'm going to be doing. Or, you know, you didn't want to be a ballerina? What? what no, you know what? what? I've How been, did uh, this come about? This is, uh, it's funny. I think I've been failing upward myself. So, um, I, no, I, I, when I, when I started, I, I was in music. I played classical piano. I also am a, like, Ooh. I started painting. I was like, I thought that's what I was going to do. Mm. And then, um, in university, I switched over from, so, you know, I was like a bookworm. I was always like a, you know, a heavy reader. And I, I but that said, I always loved horror. So that was something that I did stay with my whole life. Oh. But, um, okay. yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't planning on, on this route at all. I, Dropped. I, I, I think after my first degree, um, which was in English literature, I actually um, went to fashion design for a year, dropped out of that, went oh, wow. to law school, uh, became a lawyer, wasn't uh, particularly good at that, insurance law, wasn't good at that, uh, ended up basically corralled by the film industry. I ended up work, uh, producing for years and working in finance. And then at some point, all my projects exploded. So I was panicking, and I actually ended up writing my first script. And... Yeah, and then, you know, fast forward, here I am. So <laughs> it's like a, a testament to failure. Awesome. Thank you, Go. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen. 
listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Well, you know, 
don't bemoan giving up painting um, or, or putting it on hold. You can do that anytime. That's the easy art. Making a movie, man, I don't know how you do it. You know, I mean, I get commission work in. That's the majority of my business. And, you know, I, if I know i got to paint a painting, I, you know, I know it's going to maybe take a couple days, you know, maybe a week at the most. It depends on what it is. But, you know, I can deal with that. And I got to tell you, I can tell my wife, you know, she's like, well, we got to have this much money. We got to do that. I said, oh, we've got this painting lined up, that painting. You know, I, I think in terms of, um, in my mind, money and monetary stuff or, or painting. Okay, that'll, a new washing machine, that will cost three paintings. You know what I mean? I, I know <laughs> just what it is, you know, what, what the game is. And uh-huh. I can't even imagine. I learned since doing this podcast, and I kind of knew in a roundabout way, uh, but I learned very quickly upon talking to filmmakers that movie time is totally different than the linear time that I'm used to experiencing and living in. Um, a project can take a couple years. I thought maybe a, a month or two. No, no. It can take a while. No. Some, some are yeah. quick, you know, but that's the super rare exception. Um how how much time was it from conception having this idea to where we are now to having it out and people being able to see it? Oh my God! Um, you know what though? Sort of like the way that our conversation was on maybe a flat Earth situation. I feel with Willow, it was also in its own vortex. Like I've never had a film mm. timed the way that this one was. I went to Portland in uh, the fall of 2017, and I wrote the script. Uh, I wrote a short story, like sort of a, uh, I'd say a novella, a little longer than a short story, and um, wrote the script basically in less than a month. I did that uh, National Novel Ooh. Writing Month thing in November. So I was thinking, okay, I wonder what's going to happen with it. And lo and behold, like by March of 2018, we were filming it. It was insane. It went so Whoa. fast. I was literally holding, like, I was thinking, oh, my God, this thing's going like snot. This is awesome. And then we went into this long holding pattern because, um, you know, basically we had some beautiful CGI work that you'll see in in the film when you watch it. Um, And Mm -hmm. I have no qualms about, like, basically saying that was worth the time. So it took longer than than we thought, you know, because we're designing how it's going to look. And and, uh, basically my... um, the, the company that did it, which used to be Side Street Post and is now Infinity, based in Vancouver, they put their heart and souls into into doing this well. And I, again, I'm so thrilled with what they actually were able to do. And, you know, we went back and forth, and it took quite a while. So we didn't finish until 2020 after be, being basically in the can in 2018. And, you know, oh. all this – and then, of course, we're in the middle and of the pandemic, right? So Yeah, yeah I was going to say there was a little but, thing of, of, you know, a global pandemic in the middle of it. Yeah, a little thing like that happens in the middle. So when the film premieres to all these film festivals, we're all in lockdown, right? And so the film actually felt like lockdown because the images felt like what we were all experiencing. And I think that if it had come out the way that I thought it would, it would have been ahead of its time and very strange. Like, why did you release a film about that basically talks about isolation and weird dreams and all Mm -hmm. of this? And you're like, yeah, well, this is our pandemic experience. And then um, I thought, okay, now it's going to, like, it goes straight. From, usually the, the, the tract for a film is that you go from film festival into wide release. And I accidentally right. got hired onto um, uh, my first studio film. So I was directing uh, Bring It On, Cheer or Die. And that was 2021. And I didn't realize it would take almost 
like nine months, ten months of my, you know, like it was quite intense to actually do something like that. And so by the time I resurfaced, it was basically the fall of 2022, and I was like, what happened to my other film? You know, like you're just in this daze. <laughs> so, so yes, and at, at that point, I was literally having to reconstruct everything that, you know, and that's another thing, too, that people – you know, when, when, you're, when you're painting a painting, you deliver the painting. When you deliver a film, there are about 80 billion elements. Like, there's music right. sheets. Like, there's cue sheets. There's, like, you know, your E&O insurance. There's, like, your print copies. There's your, like, M&E tracks. And, like, so it was literally gathering Absolutely. all of these things. Yeah. And uh, basically, thank God, um, Uncorked and Redwater were both completely you know, just reasonable and so supportive during this whole time as I panicked because I was like, I don't know where my deliverables are. It's all over the place. I really need to get this film out. And they're like, hey, we're here for you. And I was basically like delivering these little bits and pieces. And uh, they recut a trailer for me. And, um, yeah, and so they were like, okay. And that was all done, I think, at the be- somewhere in the summer of this year. And they were like, okay, we have a release date, and it'll be uh, in September. And I thought, okay, lots of time to, like, you know, just pull everything together. And we're still grabbing things, yeah. So it was crazy. Anyway, so now this Absolutely. is where we are, and it only took, uh, what, six years? <laughs> wow. Oh, ridiculous. I can't yeah. even imagine telling my wife, well, dear, um, you know, and I don't know, I don't know if you have a partner or what, you know, or anybody, I don't know if you have a boss, Karen, that you have to answer to, like I do, um, you know, but I can't even imagine trying to sell that. I don't think I could, you know, well. Six years no, here. and uh, um, oh, I have I have two cats at the time at the at the moment, so you know there's that. Oh. But yes, there's the there's the, you know what the problem is that the boss is the higher calling, and the and the higher calling unfortunately <laughs> happens to be our our industry Never, and, and uh, the projects itself. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> this, and you're right. The teach man taking that much time. There's probably some CGI nerds that were you know worked real hard and real late making that wall scene happen. Oh, my God, how'd they do that? Oh, I thought, God, like, yeah. bugs or something were coming out. It was – I'm not giving anything away. You guys have to watch No, no, no. It's all – it's it, – uh, yeah, it's it's there. It's just, like, again, coming up, like, a lot of these we had – like, you know, I had written in, but – Again, getting the movement right, getting everything like, uh, oh, oh just, yeah. uh, and a shout out to, um, for the CGI, in order for them to look that good, we actually had a real actress doing the, a lot of the actual motion capture stuff. So, for example, um, so Quinn, really? Quinn Me is, is actually the, so yes, we actually had her as like, we actually had a physical demon basically working with us, and she was doing everything on set. So basically, um, everyone and our actress had something to react to. And that way when we, you know, basically when, when you remove her and actually, you know, replace with some of the CGI, there's actual movement, there's actual real, you know, as compared to just having a layer that goes over top. There was a person actually through the whole process. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Karen, it's breaking. Your, your signal's breaking up a little bit. Should we try our little, what we, our trick that we did at the beginning again? Do oh, you sure. Think? Do you want to call me back? I'm right here. Yeah, you can I'll, do that. I'm okay. going to call you right back. Hold on, folks. Okay, we're, uh, we're taking okay. just a little break here, and I have to call her back. Her uh, The signal was, um, you know, we're going to space and coming back, folks. We're going to space and coming back. Here she is. Hey, Karen. Nope. Didn't, didn't work at that time. We're hoping maybe I shouldn't have hung up. Oh, my gosh. This will all be cut out in post-production. And, um, here we go. Did that work? A phone ring. Is that better? That worked. Yeah, you sound great. Yay. You sound great. Sorry about that. Okay. 
Um, so she had to show up like she was in like 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 a green leotard or something, like a tight like one of those. She was in black. She was. Oh, and they the poor woman had to be basically dyed black the whole time, so that uh, it's because I actually had her hands, you know, on. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she had a, she she was uh, doused in um, basically black body paint for a lot of it. <laughs> so again, wow. she's amazing, and um, she is one of the most acrobatic people I know as well. So even the, sorry, not a spoiler, but the end shots when you actually see the stuff that you know the the reveal of mm-hmm. the thing, that was actually her at first, basically in a uh, yeah. We actually had stilts, and we had like yeah. There was a lot of just for the shape and size and the right movement. So it was Amazing. it was very much Amazing. yeah because again it's one thing to just do uh, you know we see a lot of films where there's the CGI and it never feels like it's incorporated in the in in the picture and in this case no, things dead. like you know yeah it, it makes a difference to have a human you're, there yeah I'm telling you yours did it this did not seem and I got to tell you Karen in my experience um, you know I don't know if you knew this or not. Um, you're not supposed to go to that much detail in independent film. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm so glad you did. It it was unnerving. It was, un, you know, and it, like I said, the movie's gritty, and it's, it's there's the element of dread in it, and 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 the you just feel your heart bleeds for for Willow, and the resolution. I don't want to give anything away, but it 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 ain't good. <laughs> You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a joke or something here to get release this tent. No, it just gets worse. You know, you're like, oh, oh my God. Oh, no, now you're making it sound like a, like cod liver oil. Hopefully it's better than that. No, no, it was it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Even the villain. You know how in your, in a simple, a simpletons out here, we, we all love a, a comeuppance of a villain. Even the comeuppance yep. had an element that wasn't, you know, there wasn't release with it, and I'm like, this is art. This is this is what art's supposed to make you feel like. And you think about it days after. I'm thinking about it. You know, um, that's good. Oh, art. thank you, thank yeah, you. That's that's, uh, that's very high praise, and I I really appreciate that. No, I I hopefully I'm going to say her name correctly. And I saw Jennifer's body. She was the Wikipedia girl, right? It said it on the Wikipedia. Um, yeah, yeah. That was, it's that uh, was Val, okay. Valerie Chien. Yeah. Chien. Okay. Okay. I was going to say T I N. No, no, Chien. I like that. <laughs> um, how did you know her? Did you did you cast her? Did you have casting people sending in auditions? How did this come about? You know what's hilarious? I am great. the worst at auditions. Um, Valerie used to be basically. Um, she was. Uh, she used to come for dim sum with us. So I recently. Oh. <laughs> She's my dim sum buddy. Um, she, I, I knew her as an actress, but um, basically it's with a bunch of film friends, and we would just go for dim sum every like every six months or so. So I wasn't really close friends with her. But um, my uh, fellow filmmaker used her in a print ad for some um, makeup, and she was like beautiful in the in the photos because she looks like one of those Shanghainese like women from those calendars from the 1920s. And I was like, oh my god, she's stunning. Right. And I remember hiring her to do um, one of my one of the episodes in a web series that I had directed. And again, loved working with her. And I basically wrote the film with her in mind. So I tend to do that. If um, 
if there's someone I actually want to work with, I tend to just basically write for that person. And, uh, yeah, basically it's easier for me that way. I, I, I find I have someone in mind, and it's tailor-made for them. So, Well, it worked. It worked. Everything in this film, everybody was fantastic. Um, I, and, you know, and there's the, the main villain, of course, Wolf. Um, yes. But then there's minor villains, too, from um, uh, the caseworker, Amanda. I consider her a villain. Um, yes. And, and in fact, I would say that all the monsters in, in Willow's life are actually more more society humans than than the monsters in her brain. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say, her poor brother, he didn't do anything that I saw on screen, but I'm like, ah, that guy's no good. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, the best thing. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm so lucky to be in Vancouver, you know, British Columbia, because we are uh, we are a production hub, and there's so much talent here. Basically, like these are essentially the the cast is essentially my Facebook friends and my real life friends. You know, like so I am lucky to actually, you know, be uh, in in a in a group of people so talented that basically will lend me their their time and their images and their their energy to basically work on these films. I am uh, beyond lucky. No, fantastic, fantastic. Hey, I think I, I want everybody to see this, and I want to let everybody know we have links to the show page. Um, there's a website, thecurseofwillowsong.com. There's a Facebook page. There's an X page. See, I said X instead of Twitter, everybody. I get it. I get it. Yay. I can use the proper <laughs> pronouns, and Elon wants to change his company. Well, then, who am I to say differently? Or any of us. Yes. Um, <laughs> pat them on the head and say that's just fine and call it X. That's all I'm saying. But no, they have an they have a uh, an X or Twitter account, if you will, and the IMDb IMDb page and whatnot, um, which is this is all fantastic. Um, and these links stay active, folks. So when we convert this at the end here to a podcast, you're listening to this, you know, whenever on um, Pandora or Spotify or something. Hey, thanks for listening. Hello from the past, by the way. Um, click on those links, and you can get right there. And this is independent film, folks. So what that means, a couple things, like and share. Help get the word out, man. Help get the word out. And, um, you know, it's super important. And if you have podcast playlists, you know, add it on there. And, you know, the, the more ears and eyes that we get on this, that means, you know, um, Karen can have, uh, you know, she put on her big sunglasses, grab her purse, put one of the cats in it, go have a lunch with movie people, and she can get financing on the next film. <laughs> you know, that's how that works, right, Karen? You just go to a lot of lunches and... That's exactly how it works. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. all... no, that's not how it works at all, folks. But it is <laughs> when you do actually have meetings and they're like, well, you know, we'd like you to check, but what have you done? And she whips this out, and she says, well, you know, how do you think I got my first infinity pool? People tend to jump on board, Mark. That's all I'm saying. So, help, help, help. Um, very, very cool. And it helps the uh, the people in the movie, too, you know. Um, poor Flea, played by uh, Ingrid uh, Nilsson, you know. Yep. She's going to need more work, and... Uh, <laughs> You can say, hey, I'm going to say, you know, people hire yep. everybody. Uh, it's amazing. And you had some amazing, uh, yeah, everybody's 
did it out of there. The guy, I can't even remember his name. The guy who stole her check. I don't even know. Or I shouldn't say. Oh, Nelson Lease. That's Nelson Lease. Yeah, he's. Uh, you'll see him in. Um, he was in The Last of Us. You'll see, like, and uh, oh. he was also Beelzebub in River in uh, Sabrina. So Sabrina the Teenage oh. Witch. He is in full makeup and he plays Beelzebub. So he's used to playing the devil. Nice. It's great. Nice. Oh my gosh! I have to. I'm going to message you on Facebook because there is a question that was never resolved in the movie, and I I, I need to know, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Um, Excellent. About his character and Flea. Either one mm-hmm. of them could have been the culprit. I don't know. Um, maybe I missed it. I don't think I did. But anyway, anyway, this was fantastic. And also, Karen, using a warehouse to film the film, brilliant, brilliant. All the shadows and everything in there. And, you know, how easy was that set dressing? You know what I mean? Wasn't that hard. There wasn't yeah. that much to put in there. Uh, fantastic idea. That would be, that was something Hitchcock would have done. You know what I mean? Uh, no, he mm-hmm. would have got a crazy house and had to build a house or something. Uh, who am I forgetting? Um, the sister, the, the brother's girlfriend, Danny. Oh, uh, Elfina Luck. So yes, oh, Elfina yeah. is also she's in uh, the Good Doctor. So again, uh, you know, oh. again, all of these people you will have seen at some point, and uh, I, I love the fact that they really are. Um, yeah, like the the opening, uh, the sculpture is um, Joanna Newmarch, and she is on When Calls the mm. Heart. So you will uh, basically mm. like there there there's a uh, people and. Um, Ingrid Nielsen, who is going to be in an upcoming short film that in, I'm just finishing up right now, she's also a voice actress. So you know her from the My Little Pony. She's a, she's she's Maud Pie. So Ooh. again, you'll <laughs> it's like it's amazing how many yeah. If you if you look through the cast list there there uh, and you check on IMDb and you're really curious, you'll you'll see alternate uh, realities that 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 my that the cast has uh, oh, has yeah. been part of. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Karen. You know, living in the post-Me Too world here, um, and I was one of those blissfully idiotic guys who didn't know that was such an issue, um, you know, that was surprised when all this stuff started coming to light. Um, the character, the, um, the the creep who was talking to his wife and then, you know, doing a job interview, oh, my God. I was just... Uh, David Lewis, um, the loveliest human. He is seriously one of the nicest people, and he can lean into his inner creep in a way that I think is astounding. So, yeah, I've, I've made him pretty well a creep through my entire film career. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I hope that wasn't coming from a place of knowing. I just it probably was, you know, I, I hope it was. Oh, funny you should say that. Um, that's actually, um, that's basically a transcript of my Nexus interview um, that I was trying to get my Nexus, you know, my card renewed. And that was a, that was a, a variation oh of it. God. So, yeah. Kind oh, of awesome. And then David added some extra, like, slight, like even more creepy, it, like, sort of, cre- he took my creep and, and, and upped it. So I, I, I quite I appreciate that. Yeah, it was cringe. It, 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 that's what my wife always said. She's a little younger than me, so she's up with all the lingo. She's That was cringy as hell. You know, hard to watch a little bit. I was like, oh, God. Please. <laughs> truck, 
come in here and run this guy over? Um, but I'm sure he is a nice fellow. Um, That's yeah. the thing. He's like such a he's such he's such a gracious, generous, and lovely. A collaborator on almost all, like so many of my films, he's been there, and he will always go somewhere worse than I had imagined. Because I think to myself, oh, we can't make David do that, and he's like, hey, do you want to do this? And it's like worse than I had even imagined, and I, I adore him for that. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. This whole film and the visuals are so stunning. And you know, it's weird because I'm on. It, it's we've moved into the Halloween um, part of the year in our family. Uh, me and my wife, our in-laws live like three blocks away, and it's, you know, very, they're Italian, so, you know, it's very familiar, you know, everybody, there's do family dinners and all this. But anyway, each one of the kids have their particular holiday, and ours happens to be, you know, we're grown-up goth kids, so ours, of course, is Halloween. We have a big Halloween party every year, and so I've been on this hunt. I'm, like, trying to find just weird images to project on the, my outdoor screen and whatnot during the big Halloween party and, you know, creepy stuff, just, just unnerving type stuff and, uh, you know, make it cool, make it a cool party. And I, you set the bar. I'm looking for scenes like that wall. Oh my gosh. You know, um, <laughs> or the end, it's not good. We're not going to use. I, I would be so right. honored. Like I would be seriously honored if you actually had that on your screen for your Halloween party. That would be so awesome. Well, well, now we go. Oh man, I'm going to be getting an email <laughs> from Uncork. You know, Jamie, you can't show this stuff publicly. According, to, there's a. Strong you know what? That doesn't count. That totally doesn't count. That is like a private party that you're, you know, like just just because it's going yeah, to the rest true. of the world, you know, in your yeah, neighborhood. That's totally cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. not making any money out of it. Um, no, totally. And uh, I, basically, the two things, yeah, the, the things that I love the most are if people would actually cosplay anything that I've written, I'd be so amazed by. And secondly, yes, feel free to, like, you know, project it on a wall. I think that's oh awesome. Gosh. I, I, I got my Halloween costume. I'm going to be flea for Halloween. No, I'm not. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> not wearing those shorts. It ain't going to happen. Um, um, it's Halloween after all. Come on. Now's my chance. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It would be hard to cosplay. My wife's into that, man. I'll tell you, I am three cheers for cosplayers. I was just telling the story to a friend of mine that, um, cause her and her sister had a, well, they still do it a little bit on the side, not like they used to. Um, but I remember sitting in, 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 I'm in my studio right now and there's a door and it's like a glass pane door, um, that closes the studio off here to the rest of the house. And so I'm sitting here one day, they're all getting ready to go to some cosplay convention. They're in there getting dressed up like superheroes and video game care, anime characters. And my inner 12 year old is going, you won the lottery, man. How did this happen? Because the 12 year old. <laughs> That wouldn't have happened. There were no girls in, interested in any of that stuff that I knew. Um, <laughs> not in the 80s. It wasn't happening. Um, and now everybody is a sci-fi. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Um, no, this is nope. a fantastic film. And I want everybody, this is, if you want to be the cool person, if you're throwing your own little Halloween shindig, and you want to be the cool person, yes, you could put on uh, Freddy 
Krueger, I was going to say Freddy Mercury, Freddy Krueger in his glove. You know, everybody's seen it. That ain't original. You ain't going to be cool doing that. Put on the Curse of Willow song during your Halloween party, and you are <laughs> cool turned up to 10, baby. Awesome. Yeah. I think you need to show up in a welder's mask, and, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that that would totally take hey. it to a different level. <laughs> Do you have – because I've seen your Instagram. I've seen your Instagram, Karen, and I know, you know, you're very – you know, you live in a pottery barn condo. You know, I mean, it's very classy and very <laughs> elegant. And you've got your cats and stuff, and I'm just picturing this environment. Is there a welder's mask? In the, do you still have the helmet? Or is it in hanging in a closet? Or you know what? We had to borrow that one. It's a, it's an actual antique uh, welder's mask, and I loved it so much oh. that um, yeah, no, it, it's actually not very functional. But no, I I try not to live in a crypt. You know, like even though people may think that I, you know, based on the work that maybe I sleep in a coffin upside down, I really am <laughs> basically like what no, is it? Uh, I think someone uh, yeah. She's got it together, everybody. I'm telling you, you could you know. If you if you track her her page down on Instagram, man, you'll see she's uh, you know. Uh, I you pass for civilian. It's awesome. Do. Like, right? Yeah, Don't I, I, I totally pass for civilian. I feel like you know the the, the thing is that. Yeah, thank you. But it's uh, basically yeah. I almost look like a normal. It's great. I try. But then they <laughs> see your work and they're like, oh god, oh man. <laughs> um, I hope not. Anyhow. I hope not. I, it's, well, it's, yeah, I, I have been told in, in, in meeting me at first that they're like, when they see me, they're like, oh, you're off brand. And then they talk to me and they're like, oh, no, no, you're on brand. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> I, love, I love that terminology and I'm going to start using it all the time now, too. Off brand. I like that. <laughs> oh, what a great name for a metal band. Huh? Any metal musicians out there? There you go. Buy me a drink next time you see me because I just gave you a great name for your band, Off Brand. I like that. <laughs> um, I love this film so much, and I know we're you know you're hot and heavy promoting it right now. I have to ask because I know filmmakers, independent and otherwise, um, they never their brain never shuts off. Uh, they've always got the gears turning for the next um, uh, project. Is there anything you can tell us that's in the pipe? Um, or is mum the word still on every? I know I get that things um, have to be crossed and I's dotted. Well, we I actually do have a short film that is just coming out. It's uh, I can I still make short films by the way, so it is uh it's an amuse bouche nice. as it were, you know something a little in between, and it's called Alt X, and it's a uh, it's more in the science fiction sort of thing, but it's equally a genre. And uh, really? if you liked Flea, she actually stars in it. So um, take a Ooh. take a peek. And uh, yeah, and I do have a feature that I'm working on right now. Actually, I have two features that I'm working on, but um, one closer than the other. And uh, we'll see. But uh, hopefully, nice. It's uh, I, I'm I'm hoping to do one about the end of the world, which I it may be right now. Right, you know, like that's the sense that I have that if I better hurry up before the world completely implodes and it becomes prophetic. So yeah. Very true. It's very true. I watched the Republican debate last night. <laughs> that was a mistake. I am so I sorry. That. So <laughs> oh. sorry. It's American. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry yeah. is Canadian. Sorry is American. There you go. Please, Canada, show us the way. We don't know what we're doing. We're we're, we're children with a gun. It's terrible. Uh, you know, I. Oh my gosh, it's. <laughs> it's 
not good. Yeah, and, the, and I'm hoping I can do the film before it really does all implode. So, gosh, I'm 20 minutes south of Mar-a-Lago. Let me just put it that way. It's an interesting place <laughs> to live. Um, oh man. Anyhow, any, it's a good thing I'm a painter because that everybody's just like, well, yeah, Jamie's just weird. He, you know, he's an artist, of course. You know, um, so a lot of it gets brushed off. I don't have that many problems, but. Anyhow, anyhow, um, this is fantastic, and I can't wait to have you on the show again for your next project, because I know, you know, that, that will happen, and keep doing it. If you ever wake up, I can't even imagine, Karen, if you ever wake up one morning in your posh condo, um, or, or you know, wherever you happen to be. It's not that posh, and, but uh, thanks. <laughs> your, your beautiful cats, um, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do it today, I don't know if I can do it today. Um, just know that there's one guy in South Florida <laughs> drowning down here as the seawater dries um, that, that hopes you do because he's a big fan. And he really likes your work. Thank and you. You are really, really good at it. You know, I have a feeling, Karen Lamb, that you're good at whatever project you put, you know, you, you take a bite out of because that, that, you just seem that well, type of person. Oh, thank you so much. It's a, it's, it's, it's a lovely illusion. So, don't look at that hand. Don't look at that hand. We're just, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, you know, we, most of the days I'm just happy if I can, you know, make it through dinner that isn't basically a sleeve of Oreos. I think that's good. You know, it's a, <laughs> that's a plus. It's a win in my life. Your, your I discovered that uh, there's gluten-free Oreos, and I'm addicted. So it's uh, <laughs> it's been 12 yeah, years yeah. without Oreos, and then Oreos came out with a gluten-free edition, and I was like, oh, my God, my life has changed again. And unfortunately, that is often dinner. So, you know, just so that you know that it is not all it is not all that. It's a, it's a struggle for all of us. I gotcha. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My wife just came down with divert, uh, I can't even say it, diverticulitis. Something with her digestive, it was a problem with her intestines. And she's, she's been on a liquid diet for the past two months. And she's actually lost. We were at the doctor yesterday, and she, we figured out that she's down like 65 pounds in like a month and oh a half. Oh, my God. And, um, yeah. And, you know, God. You know, she's eating 200 calories a day. Um, and she's oh, my God. So. Yeah, no, oh my God! I can't even imagine. Now I want. Like, I was about to say, like, I was gonna. I have some bolognese in the fridge. It's kind of like oh, I could reheat that yeah. for lunch. That's she, what I'm thinking. Yeah. So what she's been doing is she watches these like YouTube cooking shows, you know, where they're, <laughs> they're making amazing things, as she's eating like chicken broth or a yogurt. Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> she's pretending. <laughs> like, what are you eating today? She's like, oh. This is, uh, you know, prime rib. This is uh, fantastic. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is just sad. It's just sad. Um, anyhow, anyhow. No, she would kill for a sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> that was, that's one of her favorites. She loves it. She loves it. I caught her one time when we first started dating. I, I don't think she knew I was up. But when I walked in the room, and she had taken – she had bought the double stuff Oreos and actually taken them apart, and they were like – three or four of the stuffing, the white stuffing, she had made her super <laughs> double stuff. And we're eating it. I'm like, you can't do that. What is wrong with you? I goes against everything. 
I like her. I like her immediately. That's awesome. Yeah. And she cosplays, so you, you ladies go on point. Um, you know. Yeah. You would scare her. Your your movies would scare her, but uh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing. You know, that's totally cool. Weird that you know, you you meet these types of women every so often, and they're like, I don't like horror movies. I'm like, well, you have no problem binge watching 16 hours of uh, murder shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Maybe not. It is actually. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Would it be better if that guy had a mask on? Um, No, that would scare you know. You never know. Everybody wears them. Anyhow, (laughs) keep doing what you're doing, Karen Lamb. You were awesome, and I can't wait to see more. You know, thank you for making the film. As as the audience, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. it, and I want everybody to see it. Definitely worth checking out, everybody. The Curse of Willow Song. Once you do, you're going to agree with me. If, let me put it this way, folks. If this was a horse, I would bet on it. It's going to win. You know? So, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, Karen, for taking time to be on the show, too. You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Anytime. Well, folks, that's going to wrap things up. I uh, kept Karen a half an hour longer than I said I would. Uh, I apologize, uh, Karen, for that. It's fascinating to talk to. Um, We are going to convert this to a podcast that will be blasted out everywhere. We're on over 780 at this point, I think, uh, podcast platforms, you know, including all the big ones, Spotify and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's going to be blasted out, and we really appreciate it. If you want to hear any of our podcasts uh, commercial-free, well, go to my website, and, uh, you know, there's the, the VIP package, it's Patreon. If, if you get on that, it, it explains it all over there. Um, I hate the Patreon thing. You know, I just, anyway, I don't hate it. I hate promoting it. Anyhow, if that's your jam, there's a way to do it. All I'm saying. Hey, tune in tomorrow. We've got another fantastic filmmaker on, and we will be um, – you can always go to our website and see what's coming up on the show, um, poproxradio.com. And no live shows next week. Uh, Danny's got her surgery. I'm going to be being a nurse and, and taking care of her for the uh, majority of the week there, I'm sure. And uh, so we're not doing any live shows. Don't panic. Don't panic, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to hear me talking to somebody cool, we've got over 1,370-some archived shows. So, you know. Oh, that's a lot of talking, man. That's a lot of talking. I can't believe it. But we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one, everybody. Be cool. Don't wind up being, uh, you know, on a YouTube video or something, being a jerk. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Everybody's got a camera now in their pocket. So be patient with people. Don't freak out at the Arby's or something, you know. Seriously. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And, uh, again, go watch. The Curse of Willow Song. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. I I really, really enjoyed this one. See you next time, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Pana Oli... Pop Rocks Radio. 
Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. Over the last 40 years, we have followed our founders' vision to become a powerful force within our communities, forging long-lasting relationships that redefine what's possible. We've empowered generations with tailored solutions to guide you toward opportunity, toward financial fortitude, toward success. That's the power of Ocean. Ocean Bank. Member FDIC. ¿Tiene pensamientos intrusivos e impulsos no deseados que interfieren con su vida? ¿Está cansado de tener que realizar rituales o acciones que requieren mucho tiempo? Si tiene TOC o si cree que puede tenerlo, hay ayuda disponible. Actualmente, se está haciendo un ensayo clínico en su zona que está investigando un posible medicamento nuevo para tratar el TOC. Para más información, visite el sitio ocdtrials.com y vea si reúne los requisitos para participar.